Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Some some people like to think it's the end of the uh, Cheney dynasty, the end of Liz Cheney's political career. Not me. I think it's a new beginning. She said this morning she's thinking about running for president. And I'm not sure if this is too much to ask of God, of the Lord Almighty. But could you please make that happen? We'll pray together. Please, God, please let Liz Cheney run for president against against Donald Trump. Let them be up on the debate stage together. I don't think I've gotten enough humiliation for the Cheney family, for the loathsome Liz Cheney who went down in flames last night. It was more glorious than most of us even hoping for. 66 to 28, was it 34, 34 points. 34 points she lost by in one of the great trouncing in modern political history. It's a tough day for MSNBC and NBC and CNN and the New York Times, who just who just adored Liz Cheney. She was the darling of the mainstream media, and she is no more. She no longer has to pretend she's from Wyoming. She could settle in in Northern Virginia and just make millions. We'll go over that, that wonderful night in uh, Wyoming and uh, a lot more here. We got Boston. Finally, we've solved the climate crisis. Boston, the city of Boston wants to ban fossil fuels in all new construction. Is that not the single dumbest idea from a politician? That's Michelle Wu, our teen mayor. Ban fossil fuels in all uh, new construction to solve the climate crisis. What? I don't see a flaw in that plan. Do you? Uh, what else? the NBA is going to take election day off so they can encourage, this is a nonpartisan effort on the day before election day. They're going to encourage everyone to get out and vote the next day and they're not going to play. So no one will be distracted so they can get out and vote for all your favorite woke candidates. Uh, and MSNBC introduced sort of the replacement for Rachel Maddow. And I'm not sure. We'll try. We'll try to think of a worse debut, a worse start for anybody in in a career. Her name's Alex Wagner, and it was a train wreck. It's kind of funny. Patrick Reed, PGA player that everyone you know loves to hate, he's suing Golf Channel and Brandel Chambly because they encourage people to heckle him because he has to uh, listen to. Uh, mean things from fans and he's blaming golf channel and it's a, it's going to be a dark day at Entercom. My former employer, apparently they're just going to start uh, blowing people out, like cutting 15% of the workforce. Uh, Maybe, maybe while we're doing this show, we'll find out who's getting whacked by Entercom, but times are tough. You know, when your stock is about to be delisted, when your stock is selling for 60 cents a share, you got to do something. 
we're just hoping, you know, they don't, they don't whack any of our friends, but Hey, we will see. We will find out. We'll get into all that and a lot more on today's Callahan show presented by our friends at my pillow. We love my pillow. Just go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard my pillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. My pillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. MyPillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half off slippers, six piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Jerry. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be so uh, excited. It's one seat, one seat out of 435 in the house. It's one congressperson and uh, she lost and she's gone and she's done. Replaced by a woman named Harriet Hagman. Not particularly impressive. Uh, not, she doesn't like look like one of Trump's lawyers or anything. I'm sure she'll be a fine, reliable conservative vote. But this is glorious on so many levels to just watch the, utter humiliation of a loathsome person in Liz Cheney and a loathsome family in the Cheney, uh, in the Cheney's and, and, and Dick Cheney was sitting there front row, which he had like 12 people like in a field in Wyoming last night when she made her concession speech and didn't congratulate Harriet Hagman, just said she won. She called her. That was it. Didn't say congratulations. You beat me fair and square. Uh, what what she did was set the the media and uh, her big fans on all the networks set them off on another anti-Trump tirade. This is the worst case of Trump derangement syndrome ever because it was fatal. It was the end of Liz Cheney's career. And she would like you to believe she stood on principle, you know, stood for for truth and the rule of law. It's garbage. What she did was betray her voters, pure and simple. Donald Trump won Wyoming by 43 points. They like Trump. They support Trump in Wyoming. And when they voted for her two years ago, when she got 73% of the vote, she was, they supported her because she supported many of the same policies as Trump. When she turns on Trump, she turned on her voters. Her job is to represent the people of Wyoming which is why it's hilarious to listen to people today say this is uh, an attack on democracy. Let's, let's, let's review. Liz, Tra- Liz Cheney had the name. She had the incumbency. She had the money, much, much more money than her opponent. The people of uh, Wyoming, the voters of Wyoming, uh, uh, threw her out because she didn't stand with them. She didn't support what they support. They watched her get used by Nancy Pelosi in the January 6th committee. They watched her uh, conduct this ridiculous, this this sham trial on January 6th without uh, any dissenting voices. She stood shoulder to shoulder with, with Benny Thompson and Jamie Raskin and the rest of the scoundrels who were only determined to get to do one thing, destroy Trump. They didn't care about the truth. 
They don't care about the FBI's involvement in January 6th. They don't care about what Nancy Pelosi did or didn't do. They don't care about any of it. They just wanted to destroy Trump, and she went along with it. That's why she's unemployed this morning. That's why she's disgraced, destroyed. That's why she will not ever hold political office again. Uh, her concession speech last night was hilarious. By the way, I'm shocked that Kevin Costner's support didn't put her over the top. You know, Kevin mm-hmm. Costner showed up with a T-shirt saying, I support Liz Cheney. Didn't seem to have any bearing at all. The final numbers with 99% of the vote in, 66.3 for Harriet Hagman, 28.9 for Liz Cheney. The over-under was 30 points, and if you took the over, you won. Absolutely destroyed by the voters of Wyoming. And again, she'll sit there and say it's because I wouldn't lie for Donald Trump. She didn't have to lie for Donald Trump. She had to stand stand with... uh, the, the, the voters, the people who sent her there, they don't support this sham kangaroo court, this, this January 6th uh, committee that only wants to hear one side, that only is determined to do one thing, destroy Trump. They're not happy to see Trump supporters thrown in jail, no charges, no bail for a year and a half, two years. They're not happy to see a grandmother with cancer sent to jail because she walked through the Capitol. Liz Cheney is happy about that. Because Liz Cheney is so obsessed. No one, no one has ever been more obsessed with Trump. She said a few weeks ago that the biggest problem facing America was Donald Trump and his attempt to return to the White House, that they must stop Trump from being reelected uh, at all costs. That, that was the biggest problem. So you have people in Wyoming, you know, going to the grocery store, seeing the prices the gas pump, seeing the, seeing the border overrun, seeing all the issues we have in this country and their elected representative, their only congressperson saying our biggest problem is Trump. And they're going, what? I got, I got, I got problems and that's not one of them. I got 99 problems and the, the orange man ain't one of them. <laughs> and they had to listen to this crazed anti-Trump lunatic talk about how that's the biggest problem facing America today. It was hilarious. And today I watched, I had to do it, watched MSNBC and CNN. And all they're saying is she's a woman of prince. They, they hated this family, you know, two years ago when she was winning Wyoming. Uh, they hated her. They hated Dick Cheney. But their their obsession, their their blind hatred of all things Trump just just overwhelms them. And they sit there and go, oh, she's a woman of principle. Oh, she's, she's like Lincoln. She's like Abe Lincoln. We'll get to, we'll get to this on. I want to put this, uh, look at this Bill Crystal tweet. Because if you want to see the voice, kind of the leader of the anti-Trump movement, I guess it, it would have been Liz Cheney till yesterday. But there are a few others like, uh, uh, like Bill Crystal, uh, like, like Adam Kinzinger, obviously. But here's uh, Bill Crystal's tweet this morning, just an hour ago. He says, Liz's crime was speaking a politically inconvenient truth. So Republicans went out and did what they claim liberals do when someone isn't PC. They canceled her. And it was the most shameful, pathetic cancellation I've ever seen in politics. No, Bill, they didn't cancel her. They voted against her. That's called democracy. Last I checked, the people spoke. They don't like her. They don't agree with her. He does. She doesn't represent them. How is that 
in, in any way an attack on, on democracy. How is that canceling someone? They voted against her. This is how it works. I love this. I love this. I love this. This, this, this idea that if only she would have lied for Donald Trump, she, it wasn't that she wouldn't lie for Donald Trump. It's that she would do, she did the bidding of the, 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 of Trump's enemies of Nancy Pelosi and Benny Thompson and Jamie Raskin and all these lunatics of, of Joe Scarborough and, and, and Don Lemon and all I mean, the New York times, she did their bidding and they kicked her out and it's glorious. And it was even more fun to watch her make this speech because she really does think like she's not dead. She's not done. She really does think there's some future. As she said, there was a path to victory. All she had to do was lie. You know, forget the election and the fraud. I mean, everybody who loses claims this election fraud. Everyone who says, I mean, Hillary Clinton says the 2016 election was stolen. Jamie Raskin said the 2000 election was stolen. Stacey Adam, Adam, Stacey Adams says, she, Stacey Abrams says she's the governor of Georgia. The election was stolen. It happens all the time. Somehow there's only one guy who is uh, disqualified for claiming he was robbed and that's Trump and she wouldn't lie for him. So she got uh, kicked out, but she's a woman of principle who's thinking about running for president. Please God, please Lord, please Lord God, my savior, make this happen. Can't imagine any better political theater, but last night was pretty good. Let's go to uh, where was this in uh, Teton or something? Uh, or Jackson Hole, or one of the really nice elite places. Jackson, in, Wyoming. Jackson, Wyoming, place that's full of liberals. Those are her people. Mm-hmm. This consider this. She got trounced by thirty-four. I'm sorry. How many points is that? Thirty-eight points. <laughs> no, twenty-nine to sixty-three. I mean, twenty-nine to sixty-six. That's thirty-seven points. And that's include a bunch of Democrats who were allowed to cross over and vote for her. And it didn't make any difference. But she's in Jackson, Wyoming. This is apparently a liberal bastion, her people there, her loathsome father sitting in the front row. And, you know, she's got her about 27 supporters there to, to you know, pretend that she's just woman of principle. It's sort of principle. So she makes a speech and, you know, asked this all the time with Biden and Kamala Harris. Someone actually typed this into a teleprompter. Someone actually wrote this. Maybe she did. You know, she's not a dummy. She's, she's just, again, she's just a detestable human being, but she's not dumb. Uh, she's fabulously wealthy. We mentioned this the other day. When she entered Congress, was it six years ago? She was worth seven million bucks. Now she's worth $44 million. She has been grabbing it with both hands. She will be so fabulously wealthy in the next five years. Speaking fees, MSNBC, uh, uh, books. She'll come out of books. She'll get 10 million bucks. No one will buy it, but she'll get 10 million bucks because that's how it works. Anyway, she makes this speech and she thinks it's appropriate to compare herself to, oh, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant. Uh, she really thinks she's some seminal figure in American politics when she was just one lowly backbencher who is now who, who, who consorted with the enemy and has now been summarily rejected. It's it's glorious. But uh, let's listen to a little little bit of a loser Liz uh, attempt to make her out to make herself out to be some kind of martyr. Go ahead. 
the great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed, he saved our union, and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Speaking at Gettysburg of the great task remaining before us, Lincoln said that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. As we meet here tonight, that remains our greatest and most important task. Most of world history is a story of violent conflict, of servitude and suffering. Most. Uh, I mean, uh, lofty rhetoric for some lowly congressman who just got booted out after uh, how many terms? Three terms? I mean, and, and could have won if she just wasn't so utterly obsessed and wasn't just so full of hate. For Trump, she could have won, could have remained in Congress, but she's out. She no longer has to pretend she's from Wyoming, as Don Jr. said. And that wasn't the funniest part. The funniest part was this morning she went on whatever. What's Samantha Guthrie from a morning show? One of the CBS, NBC. I don't know what today. morning show that is. It's called Today. What is it? Today. today. Oh, the Today Show. I don't know. I can't keep my morning show straight. She goes on with one of her supporters, Samantha Guthrie, on one of the shows that has suddenly fallen in love with her, the Today Show. And I, I, I don't know if she means this like sincerely or she's just trying to raise money because her new, she's got a new pack, I believe. I believe she just established it. And it's called The Great Task, uh, like Lincoln. And her, she's going to raise millions. She'll be uh, teaming up with people like Bill Kristol and Adam Kinzinger and other people who just despise Trump. It's going to raise money and it's going to be with one objective, stop Trump. So this is an alleged conservative who's going to work hard to elect, I don't know, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, whoever opposes Trump. They're going to do that. They're going to support the Democrat. We, and we keep hearing what a staunch conservative she is, but she's going to devote her life to defeating the Republican, the likely Republican nominee in 2024. That is a person who's lost her way, but she's delusional. As we will see in this interview, she's thinking, thinking of running for president and God, please can, can this happen? Let's listen. The former president said last night, you're now headed to political oblivion. You said this fight is just <laughs> beginning. You've even uh, launched a political organization already. So let's just be straight about it. Are you considering running for president yourself? Well, what I'm going to do, Savannah, is like spend Levine. the next several months uh, completing my work in Congress, obviously completing my work representing the people of Wyoming. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of work left to do on the January 6th committee. Uh, and also, though, uh, I'm going to be making sure that people all around this country understand the stakes of what we're facing, understand the extent to which uh, we've now got uh, one major political party, my party, uh, which has really become uh, a cult of personality. 
And we've got to get this party back to a place where we're embracing the values and the principles on which it was founded. Uh, and, and talking about you know fundamental uh, issues of civics, fundamental issues of what does it mean to be a constitutional republic. But Congresswoman, you didn't answer me yes or no. Takes yeah, to I know keep that Donald you- Trump. I will be doing whatever it takes to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Well, I know you didn't say yes or no, and that's fine if you're thinking about it. But are you thinking about it? Are you thinking about running for president? It, uh, that's a decision that I'm going to make in the in the coming months, Savannah. I'm not going to make any announcements here this morning, but uh, but it is something that I uh, I'm thinking about, and I'll make a decision uh, in the coming months. That's lovely. In a related development, uh, uh, Ironhead's thinking of doing the Ironman triathlon. Uh, in the coming months, you'll make a decision, correct? Yeah, I have just yeah. as much likelihood of finishing that I'm, as she I'm, does. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, dating Kate Beckinsale. I'm, I'm going to make a decision in the coming months. Uh, she's thinking of running. She's going to do every. And again, this is this is I'll simplify it. Sum it up. She's going to do everything she can to elect a Democrat in 2024. That's how obsessed she is with stopping Trump, who until a few days ago, I wasn't sure was gonna, whether it'd be the nominee. I was rooting for DeSantis. I'm still rooting for DeSantis. But thanks to Merrick Garland, thanks to Joe Biden's personal police force that raiding Trump, raiding Trump's home, uh, I think Trump. That, I think that put him over the top. I think that motivated his base. I think that motivated him to run if there was any doubt. So I think Trump will be the nominee. And I think this staunch conservative, Liz Cheney, will do everything in her power, including spend millions to elect a Democrat in 2024. That's how lost this this poor soul is. So you think she, if Rachel Levine and Miss Piggy had a baby, you think that would be... Liz Cheney? Yeah. I, it hit me as she was talking. I went, she looks a lot like Rachel Levine. I, I think I can't get li, li, uh, Miss Piggy. I, I've seen the side by side before. She does. She looks just like Miss Piggy. But it's not even the fact that she's not attractive. It's that she's so dour. I mean, she's just, you, you, when you elect someone, vote for someone, support someone, generally you want some hope, some optimism, some energy. You know, Trump wouldn't be president, wouldn't have been president if he weren't funny. You know, and he weren't upbeat and didn't have the rallies and dance. I mean, this person holding a rally, it'll look like a, you know, a funeral. I mean, it'd just be, oh, our republic, constitutional republic is in danger here. We're going to lose our republic and our democracy. It'd just be so dour and negative. I'm, I'm amazed she got elected with 70% of the vote two years ago. But that's before Trump destroyed the Cheney dynasty. Trump you can hate him all you want. You can have, you have whatever problems with him, ambivalent about him. He did three things that we owe him a great debt of gratitude for. He ended the Bush, Cheney, and Clinton family dynasties. The Bush family maxed out in donations to Cheney. Uh, and and they, there will be people like that giving her millions and millions over the coming two years for the express purpose of stopping the Republican nominee from beating the Democrat. That's how nuts this has gotten. But if Trump, kinda, if Trump runs, whoever's trying to be the Republican nominee is just wasting their money and everyone else's money that donates. And, and I don't want him to become an enemy of, of DeSantis. If DeSantis has to wait four right. years, fine. I still think he's presidential material. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see who Trump picks as his running, running mate. I'm pretty sure it won't be Mike Pence. It'd be go- it'd be great if it were DeSantis, even though they're from the same state. 
it would be glorious because he would be the implication of the would be that he was going to do one term and then hand it off to DeSantis. But that is a long way off. I just hope she runs. I, I mean, she's she's the top of the ticket and Kinziger's her running mate and they run against Trump because he would just destroy. He would eat them alive and it would be the most entertaining thing in in president you know, in political history. She also Aside from evoking Lincoln and Grant, she started off by talking about a gold star father. And I'm, I'm thinking a gold star father, you, you're, you know how many gold star parents were created by that scumbag in the front row, your father? I mean, this is a woman who supports every war, every foreign conflict, every useless, endless foreign war, no matter what. That's her thing. She's the ultimate neocon. Oh, actually, her father is. You're going to invoke a gold star parent? with your father sitting in the front row. That was, uh, again, that was contemptible, but that's what she is. That's who she is. And I, uh, you know, God bless. Good, good for Harriet Hagman. She's now the, uh, the lone uh, congressperson from Wyoming. And in the next five months, Liz Cheney is going to do as much damage to her party and her country as she can. She's going to go double down on the stupid January 6th committee and, put more grandmothers in jail and root it, root them on and, 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 and deny anyone the chance to, to raise any objections or any dissent in this sham committee. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Last night was a glorious night. All right. We got a bunch more stuff to, I got to get to this uh, replacement for Rachel Maddow. You want to see, you want to hear a disastrous, we got to come up with some really, really bad debuts. Trying to think of maybe an athlete who, uh, you know, a quarterback who threw like four interceptions in his debut or a, worst a pitcher. De- worst debut of all time was the Shockmaster in WCW. I don't even know what that is, but uh, maybe you could fill me in. But I, I want to do this Boston story first because we talk about this a lot and it's getting crazier. It's just getting so maddening, infuriating. This obsession with, with global warming and climate change from people who can't affect anything. They can, I mean, even if they... I've said this over and over again, even if it is global warming caused by men, caused by humans, even as man-made, anthropological, whatever the term, uh, some politician in some small city in one country can do nothing to affect the Earth's temperature. Even if they could, it'd be crazy because, I mean, the most dire predictions are the temperature is going to go up a half a degree in the next 50 years. So what? So what? It's just such a, it's just, it's political opportunism. And so many people are falling for it. It's really discouraging. As I've said, the most disheartening thing in America is that millions of people believe and follow along and accept when the Speaker of the House says, Mother Nature is mad at us. She's mad. And they go along with it. And they listen to morons like AOC and Ed Markey who, who have, I mean, who couldn't, you know, run a lemonade stand and they're going to tell you about climate science and what we have to do to change the world temperature and save civilization. They say we're all going to die and people believe it. It's just bizarre. But the latest insanity comes from Boston, of course. And it's our mayor, our teen mayor, who is just so far, just the worst. I thought, I thought Menino was bad. I thought Marty Walsh was bad. She is so much worse. She's a Liz Warren disciple, another blow-in from from Chicago or wherever she's from who just comes in and, you know, believes in 
social engineering and believes that all these crazy abstract concepts she learned at Harvard, she can apply to the city and it won't, it won't hurt business. It won't hurt progress in the city. Here's your latest. The city of Boston, this is from uh, boston.com, the globe. The city of Boston is seeking state permission to ban fossil fuels from new construction, a step toward reducing climate harming emissions on a large scale. Okay, quick review. Boston has about 600,000 people. The world has eight, almost 8 billion. The, the country is only 6% of the carbon emissions in the world, as I've said many times. Boston is a tiny fraction of that. So just play along and pretend that her measures, her ideas, actually she, put, she implements them and they have some effect. Electric school buses and you know, bike lanes and, and now banning fossil fuels from all new construction. What, to quote Hillary Clinton, what difference at this point does it make? What difference does that make? I'll give you an answer. Zero, no difference. And yet she's going to impede builders, construction, to, to, to follow this silly far-left fantasy that we can, we can reduce carbon emissions. So what if we do? Does anyone ask that? She holds a press conference and they seek permission from our absolute, this rhino governor who goes along with this climate nonsense. He's such a, he's such a disappointment. He's such a, just a backstabbing traitor. That's what Charlie Baker is. Conservative principles, my ass. Days after governor Charlie Baker signed a new climate bill, allowing 10 cities in towns of Massachusetts to implement such a ban Wu said she's pushing for the state's largest city to be included in the pilot project. Banning of fossil fuel in new buildings, forcing them to rely on alternative forms of heat, chiefly electric heat pumps. Huh? Oh, magical electric heat pumps where the electricity comes from unicorn shit. Is that, is that the answer? I mean, do, does she even know where electricity comes from? Do these people even know that, that we use coal? It's mostly coal. They don't care. It has nothing to do with actual results. It's all about feelings and 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 virtue signaling. It's just so insane. Boston, they have enough builders in Boston have enough challenges. It's a small city. It's an ancient city. They got enough issues, enough regulations to deal with the weather, the traffic. And now you're gonna say you can't use fossil fuels, everything. Do I have that right? Do they actually say heat would be electric? I, that's that's fossil fuels, chiefly electric heat pumps. That's what the story says. I'm reading the Globe's website right now. Fossil fuels will be banned, and they will rely chiefly on electric heat pumps. <laughs> Anyone raise their hand in this press conference and say, uh, "Miss Miss Mayor, Miss uh, Miss T Mayor, do you know where electricity comes from?" There's there's a, there's a great video. It was a few weeks ago with the CEO, I believe, of. Uh, General Motors was bragging about electric cars and some reporter said, uh, where does the electricity come from? And she said, oh, the building. Yeah, we plug <laughs> it in the building. And the guy's like, no, I mean, like, where do the, does the electricity from? And she couldn't even answer the question. She didn't know. And so we asked some other guy who was there, like an engineer, and he says, well, it's 90% coal. Oh, great. So they're having a press conference celebrating the new electric vehicle and bragging about how they're not using fossil fuels. And then the guy says, oh, no, electricity comes from coal. It, it, it's just so it's just so silly. 
I, I have friends in construction and they just couldn't be like pass. First of all, they'll, they'll, they'll have to jump through hoops, but they'll pass along all the costs to consumers. It'll hurt the, the economy. It'll hurt progress in the city, but it makes Michelle Wu and the moon bats around her in her whole little bubble makes them feel good. And everybody should be like pointing out how insane and how stupid this is. Boston will become uh, one of a handful of major U.S. cities to enact such a ban, along with New York, Seattle, and D.C. All right, Seattle, that's gone anyway. But D.C., that's just an oasis of insanity. But New York City is going to ban fossil fuels and, and force everyone to use electricity. No more oil or gas. No more natural gas. No nukes, of course, the cleanest form of energy, which has no emissions, no nukes. No one can tell you why you have no nukes, but we're going to go with electric heat pumps. Why, why, why do people allow this? Why do they accept this? It's just so stupid. Anyway, all right, let's, let's get going here. Let's move on. Let me do Shay, and then we're going to get to the worst debut. Worse even than, who's your wrestler? The Shockmaster. Stonemaster? Stone Shockmaster. The Shockmaster. Oh, I can't. How can, who could forget the shock. This is the worst debut since the Shockmaster. And we'll get to Patrick Reed's lawsuit. Man, talk about thin skin. Talk about rabbit ears. He's suing because the announcers are saying bad things about him. And then he's getting heckled by the fans and it's hurting his feelings. We'll give you the details on that. But first, let me do shake concrete. You know what they can do for you, you know, this summer. You got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one. Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood. They remove the old steps, bring in new steps within hours. You got a whole new look and your house is looks better and is worth more. This isn't just an, uh, this isn't an expense. This is an investment an upgrade in your home with one phone call. Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience and in a few hours. You'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com. Also at shakeconcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Uh, all right, let's, uh, uh, we got lots of comments about the uh, Boston plan, huh? Uh, I mean, just think of normal people dealing with the issues every day, the traffic, the taxes, the regulation, the crowds. And then they say, oh, no, we're going to make it much, much more difficult to build that new house or that condo or that office building because you can't use fossil fuels. Can I remind everybody before we move on? Fossil fuels are the greatest thing, the two best things to happen to mankind, fossil fuels and capitalism. And right now, many Democrats Hell, my elected, all my elected representatives are against those two things. I, I looked this up this morning. Uh, where is it? Because uh, it just always fascinates me. It's just so simple that people should be able to understand. The percentage of the global population living in absolute poverty fell over 80% from 1800 to 2015. I'm 80% in 2000, 80% in 1800 to below 20% in 2015. Billions of people 
were, were raised up out of abject poverty into, into modern living, the, all the conveniences we have, all the luxuries we have, the air travel, the, the mobility we have, the, the, the air conditioning, the heat, the elect, it's all because of fossil fuels and capitalism. And there's a war on this, which is just insane that we want to, first of all, we want to kill millions of people in third world countries, which will happen billions, maybe. And secondly, we want our, we want to go back in time. We don't want all these conveniences. We don't want convenient travel mobility to go to place to place. We don't want modern buildings with, with heat and electricity and air conditioning. We don't want all that because why? Because AOC says the world's going to end. What the hell has happened to people? Uh, it, it, it's got all the numbers on how the, 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 the graph on people being lifted out of extreme poverty is just straight up because of the discovery of fossil fuels. And there's another little nugget that people don't want to acknowledge. Uh, what's it called? The Permian, Perm, Permian Basin. It's an oil field in West Texas and New Mexico. It has enough fuel in that one, I think it's 300 square miles, to fuel America for 100 years. One oil field in, in two states. We're all set. We just have to drill. We just have to stop this insanity. We're good. We have plenty of uh, oil and natural gas to keep living this wonderful, convenient, modern life if we just don't let these lunatic leftists <laughs> convince us uh, win the war on fossil fuels. We must stop them. It says uh, the Permian Basin has an estimated 105.7 billion barrels of oil in it. <laughs> And we're not going to drill it because we're going to buy oil from Saudi Arabia and Venezuela because the the fool we elected president is beholden to morons like AOC and, and Ed Markey and just crazy radical leftists who have, don't really understand why they're declaring war on fossil fuels. But they like they, they, they it feels good. It makes them feel good. But I right. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll follow that story. We'll see if indeed construction comes to a screeching halt in, uh, in Boston because companies just don't want to, you know, run their, <laughs> run their, uh, their, their trucks and cranes and backhoes on, on, on unicorn farts. Uh, but I want to get to this debut. Let's do the NBA quick. I want to do the NBA cause this is hilarious. Where's that story? The NBA is, uh, going to take officially take election day off. There will be no games on the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November election day, which I thought we've already turned into election month with all the mail and balloting and drop boxes and everything else. But uh, hopefully people will vote on election day because that's usually when the Republicans dominate, uh, but they're going to take the day off and they say it's, you know, to encourage people to get out and vote. Uh, and I, I want to get to the funniest part of this. This is from Politico. It says the NBA won't host games on election day this year in an effort to increase voter turnout. The organization announced Tuesday, the decision quote came out of the NBA, NBA families focus on promoting nonpartisan civic engagement and encouraging fans to make a plan to vote during midterm elections. Of course, Nonpartisan. There's nothing nonpartisan about this. They're going to spend the week weeks leading up to uh, 
the election day going super woke as they always do, encouraging to, you to vote against Republicans, for Democrats, for social justice and economic justice and every other kind of uh, you know uh, justice and and uh, racial justice. And they'll have T-shirts and they'll put little slogans on the court and they will employ you to get out and vote for Democrats on election day because that's how the NBA rolls. That's why the, that's one of the reasons lots of people have been turned off by the NBA, but it'll be funny to watch them pretend it's nonpartisan. And uh, I don't care if they play on what, who cares? Does it really stop people from voting on a Tuesday? If there's a game that night, I mean, talk about hollow virtue signaling. What does it matter if there's a game that night? People, the polls are closed at night at seven or eight o'clock, but on the same day, they announced this, the great Enos Freedom, Enos Freedom Cantor, tweets out the following. Interesting little revelation from Enos Cantor, who's been blackballed for criticizing China and criticizing LeBron, the real commissioner of the NBA. Cantor tweets out, I just had a conversation with one of the assistant coaches in the NBA. He was getting attacked throughout the whole season because one, who he supports, and two, He's a Republican. He felt so uncomfortable that he quit his job at the end of the year. This is unacceptable. So, I mean, obviously the media won't care about this uh, story. They won't do any investigating, but you make a good point, Ironhead. How hard is it to figure out how many, how many coaches quit their job at the end of the year, assistant coaches. And if you put two and two together, it probably someone that works for, you know, Steve Kerr or Popovich or one of these super woke a-holes. All you have to do, uh, too, is just correlate who, which one of these coaches that quit, because I'm sure there's a number of them, which one of them has worked with Enos Cantor at one team in the past. Well, I don't, she doesn't say that he worked with him, although maybe he had, he just says he reached out to him. And I'm sure it's difficult if you're a coach. I mean, that's why Popovich and Kerr and Van Gundy are all gone super woke, because it's a way to placate you know, the loudest voices in the locker room, the LeBrons and the and, uh, you know, those those Jalen Rose types, you know, who want to tear down Mount Rushmore, that moron. But uh, I'll be curious to see if they if anyone even attempts to find out who the guy is and and get his side of the story, because if he quit, maybe he's an old guy and he retired and now he's willing to tell his story. Would will anyone listen? I mean, I guess he could talk to somebody from whatever Breitbart or the Daily Wire or Outkick, but you can bet ESPN will ignore him. Uh, if he ever, if they ever gets outed, but speaking of ignoring, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't see uh, morning Joe this morning. I was watching. I didn't see them replay the, what's it called? Alex Wagner show. <laughs> Alex Wagner tonight. Alex Wagner tonight. Real original. Anyway, if you hadn't heard Rachel Maddow and trust me, I, I don't like her. I don't support her. I don't agree with her or everything, but man, I'm jealous. Rachel Maddow makes like 30 million a year. She's the biggest star in NBC, but she's sick of working. So she's decided to cut back to one day a week. I believe I have this right. One day a week. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time she'll be fly fishing in, uh, in Western Mass. I think that's her thing. She has a, like a vacation home somewhere in Western Mass and she goes fishing. She's a fly fisherman. And, you know, God bless her. I'd do yeah. that too. She's only 49. I thought she was older. By the way, have you ever seen the high school picture of Rachel Maddow? Google that sometime. Google that right now, uh, Ironhead. It's it's hilarious. She was 
not a bad looking woman, girl. Uh, and then she decided to, you know, go with the boys regular and the goofy glasses and to look, I don't know, more intellectual. But uh, she cuts back to one day a week, which is, and she's still making a fortune uh, so she can enjoy her life and, and good for her. God bless her. Uh, so they come up and they, there was a lot of speculation of who would replace her. Well, her replacement is this woman, Alex Wagner. And I feel like she is in high school. Look at that. Uh, long blonde hair, big smile, no glasses, very feminine looking. And uh, that's her today. But hey, it works. She's making, she's made a fortune. Probably flying private to some Montana or Wyoming to go fly fishing this weekend. She well, still, Alex. She still did have Erlacher neck in high school, though. Erlacher <laughs> uh, That's what that is, Erlacher neck. Look at uh, it. Merlin Hanks. Remember Merlin Hanks? That's Merlin Hanks' neck. But <laughs> that's true. That is quite a neck. But anyway, uh, so they speculated who would replace her. And let's be honest, it's a great gig. You know, you, you, you're in the middle of the lineup. You make a fortune. All you do is go on there every night and say, Trump sucks. You know, everyone's, you know, Donald Trump Jr. sucks. And Tucker Carlson's crazy. I mean, that's what they do. And she gets the best ratings. Rachel does the only good ratings on the network. Maybe you can ride her coattails. I have my doubts, however, because they named this woman Alex Wagner and her debut was, was it last night or two nights ago? I think it was Tuesday night, right? Mm-hmm. When is that? Last mm-hmm. night? Yeah. Yes, last night. Anyway, she makes her debut and this is, this is the first, we have a, what, a minute? Is this a minute? <laughs> this is yeah. the first minute. And I almost felt bad for her, even though she's a crazy liberal, because let's be honest, this is important. This is the one time you get the, probably the biggest audience, people tuning in to see how you do, including critics, by the way, who are recording this and ready to give you uh, a little review, a rating. This is her first minute of her new show in the heart of the evening lineup on MSNBC. It did not go well. It went almost as bad as uh, Surfcaster. What's his name, the wrestler? Shockmaster. I'll show you after. Shockmaster. Shock almost as bad as Shockmaster. But let's listen to the the debut of Alex Wagner on MSNBC. Go ahead. Like most of you watching right now, I have been a longtime viewer of The Rachel Maddow Show, and I hope to live up to the incredibly high standard she has set in covering the stories of the day and bringing context to this moment that we are living through together. So with that... Let's get started. Tonight, the FBI warrant used to search Mar-a-Lago is unsealed. The three potential crimes laid out in that document. We'll dive into what it means and what could happen with one of the Wall Street Journal reporters who was first to report on the contents of that warrant. Then we'll... (laughs) Then we'll talk with... We're going to go right. We are actually going to go right to the top story tonight in Wyoming, where polls have just closed as Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney faces the steepest of climbs and the longest of odds to hold on to her seat. As we wait to find out if Cheney will survive her Trump endorsed primary challenger, it is worth remembering exactly how we got here. That's the first minute. And she's waving. If you're just listening, she's like waving her hands. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's so uncomfortable. It looks like they put the teleprompter. They kept it the same, but then put different graphics up and we're expecting it. And she would, the story didn't even match her intro. Like the, the, the ping on the, the big video behind her. And, uh, I don't know how she got the, is she white? I can't even tell. She's white, right? I'll find out. 
<laughs> How did she get the job? Isn't that amazing that they didn't pick one of those, uh, you know, like Al, Sharp, Al Sharpton's on the weekend still, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe promote uh, Joy Reid. She's a big star. Doesn't get any ratings, but she's a big star. Uh, I, you know, I, I guess Alex Wagner, she's so talented. They couldn't keep her down any longer. That was the first minute of her first show. I almost feel bad for her, but uh, uh, should we get to this Patrick Reed story, which is kind of funny too? Yeah, uh, hold, Patrick on, Reed, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm second. sorry, you got to watch uh, Stonebreaker or whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, Surf tell Gaster. me, tell me which one's worse. That's all. Okay, That's well, all. hold on. We 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 asked the worst debuts. I should know the worst debut. I could do it right now, but I should know the worst debut of like an NFL quarterback or a, a pro golfer or whatever. Uh, but. Uh, Ironhead said, he's got me. He's got me covered. He's got the worst debut in sports history. This is, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, what's his name again? Shockmaster. Shockmaster. This is Shockmaster's debut in the WWE or whatever. Yeah, but keep in mind, you're supposed to look big and scary. And when when you don't do that in wrestling, it pretty much kills you immediately. Okay, go ahead. The Shockmaster! All right! The Shockmaster! I told you. So his mask fell off. It was supposed to keep. What is that? Just a tinfoil hat? Yeah. What is he wearing? The drywall was supposed to completely break and it didn't. So he tripped on it. His helmet rolled off. And are we not supposed to ever see his face? It's one of those deals. We weren't supposed to see his face. That is pretty good. I didn't know it was live. I thought all these things were recorded. That was live. Yeah, they're live. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess MSNBC's live too. I was surprised when I did Tucker that it was all live, and not just because of the breaking news. The previous show that I was scheduled for, I got the whole rundown, and I thought they were going to say we recorded at seven or six or something. She said, "Oh no, it's all live." And so all when you see Tucker, that's all live. He's pretty damn good when you think about it, because he doesn't have any of those Alex Wagner moments. I think they're all live. I think Hannity's live, and. Uh, Laura Ingram's live. I know the Gutfeld show's not live. That's recorded earlier because last night they did the show and they wouldn't even say that uh, Liz Cheney lost because they recorded earlier, which is fine. But Tucker's live every night, which is pretty impressive. Anyway, uh, that is the worst debut. Do we have any other nominees for worst debuts? I, I should know this. I should Google it. Why don't you Google worst debuts for me? R.A. Dickey because- when he came up with the Texas Rangers? I don't remember it, but I'm sure it was bad. I'm sure it was bad. I'm sure uh, there's been some bad TV debuts. I'm sure there's been some bad uh, musical debuts or bad debuts on on, uh, late night TV, comedians, bands, musicians. But I don't have any off the tip of my tongue, which I should. Top 15 worst debuts in sports history. Go for it. Let's see if I remember any of them. 15, uh, Johnny Manziel with the Browns. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I don't remember it, but I know he sucked. <laughs> um, Aikman with the Cowboys. Well, he had a terrible, he was 0-11 as, as a rookie, I believe. And uh, he took a beating. Uh, Julius Randle for the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, go quicker. I don't know all these. Um, some soccer one. Uh, Tiger Woods on the PGA Tour. <laughs> He had a bad debut. I, I think he, his first. He, year it was, was in Milwaukee. It was in Wisconsin, I believe. Well, why? What did he do? Does it say what his scores were? I'm looking right now. I should know that, but uh, I think he debuted in uh, whatever. Uh, anyone? Anything else that we should know? No. Uh, um, let me scroll through here. Uh, what's the worst? What's number one? That's a, that's much better. Let's see. 
jo- uh, fucking soccer. Uh, Brandon Whedon, Cleveland Browns. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst debut in sports history. Apparently. You know, Alex Wagner will probably be fine. She's good looking and she sounds, she's pretty articulate. Sounds like it. She just got the person doing the teleprompter screwed her up. So not that I'll ever watch, but uh, I don't, I don't remember what Patrick Reed did on his debut. All I know about Patrick Reed, all you need to know about him is he's a dink. And uh, he had his parents kicked off the course. I believe it was at Pinehurst. Uh, His girlfriend, now his wife, I believe it doesn't like his parents and he will not allow his parents to go watch him play in the PGA event. I mean, he's a master's champ. He's made millions. He's had a pretty good career for a fat you know, dink. And he had his parents removed from the premises. He wouldn't allow him. That's what kind of low life he is. That's the, I mean, that's the definition of a bad person. Anyway, he filed a lawsuit yesterday against Brendel Chambly, the Chambly, the commentator, and Golf Channel, seeking $750 million in damages. So I'm thinking they must have lied about him or said something like he, whatever, cheated on his wife or did drugs or did, was on steroids. Reed alleges in court documents that Chambly, a Golf Channel ant- analyst, has actively targeted Reed to destroy his reputation, create hate, and a hostile work environment for the player. Uh, he claims he's been the victim of calculated malicious attacks that have had a direct effect on his livelihood. Quote, it is well known on tour that Mr. Reed has been abused and endured more than any other golfer from fans or spectators who have been allowed to scream obscenities only to be glorified by NBC's golf channel for doing so. The, sh- the suit reads, Chambly has become golf channels primary mouthpiece and agent to push this defamatory agenda and inflict severe damage to Mr. Reed live and other golfers who signed with live man. Don't these guys have enough on their plate? You know, they're going to play for live. They're suing. suing the PGA tour They're They're making a fortune and he thinks he has time and the energy to sue because he's getting heckled and he thinks it's the fault of the color commentator on golf channel. I don't know. I mean, I don't like Patrick Reed. I told you why I have no idea what Brandel Chambly is. I know Chambly is a big critic of live, but does that mean all the guys, Dustin Johnson and, and, and uh, you know, Phil Mickelson and Sergio, are they going, all going to sue Chambly too for m- saying mean things about him? I think Reed probably does get heckled, but I'm not sure it's any more or less than, you know, other guy than I mean, Tiger Woods after his scandal broke, they flew planes over the course, saying he's gonna he's gonna return to Bootyism, B O O T Y I S M, Bootyism. He was heckled mercilessly, and Tiger, I don't remember complaining about it, but imagine suing Golf Channel because they criticized him, and the fans in turn heckled him. God, does he seem like a thin-skinned little snowflake kid? I, I don't get how you can sue an analyst for analyzing what's happening in front of his face. Uh, you can't, well, I guess you can, but I don't think you can succeed. We'll see. We'll see how it goes for, I mean, and plus, I mean, what's going to happen. You're going to win and, and get money from golf channel because they criticize you. I'm pretty sure that's their job. I'm pretty sure you're right. That is Chambly's job. He's an analyst. He's analyzing. He doesn't like Reed. He doesn't like live. Lots of people don't like Reed. Lots of people don't like, Guys taking money from Saudis. Some people have no problem with it, like me. 
others do. And so he gets heckled. And I'm telling you, the worst heckler at a golf tournament is nothing compared to to, to an average heckler at an NBA game or an NFL game. I mean, this, they hold signs up. This is quiet, please. This, there's not that much heckling. And I always thought Reed fed off it. I mean, people hated him when he won the Masters. They hated him when he you know, played in the Ryder Cup. Uh, no, that well, was actually, like that was like the only time they liked him. I think. Right. I was gonna say they rooted for him in the Ryder Cup, but you know he's been he's been uh, kind of a villain for his whole career. But now he's decided now that he's taken the live money that he can't take it anymore. What an insane tweet! All right, we're getting uh, we're getting speculation on the comment line about people who are getting whacked. I mentioned this earlier. That is our I think our last story. Oh, we do have a Biden video we have to get to, but. Uh, my old company, Entercom, which is now Odyssey, announced that they're whacking like 15% of the workforce because they are spiraling downward. The stock, let me check the stock, uh, is hovering around 60-something cents, and they are going to be delisted by the by the uh, stock exchange. 70 cents right now. Six it's 68. I just did it. See, 68. Uh, <laughs> whatever. It's worthless. Uh, people have lost millions investing in, in Odyssey. And uh, apparently they have fired people, like blown out the whole on-air staff in various cities. Uh, I think Milwaukee. I get the, uh, uh, the, the details. And I think, uh, where is it? I think Boston is is uh, coming up soon, coming up shortly uh, this morning. I don't know if those are true. I don't want to say it. Let me, uh, let me try to find out quickly. That one's, that one's is probable, a flu. I think. You think that's true? That's a good guess. Bloodshed at Odyssey, says the tweet. This is from Radio Insight. Starting to hear of names affected by Odyssey. Sending out best wishes to all those affected. Um expected to be 15% of the workforce in, uh, uh, let's see, I got the uh, email from uh, various, this, this says, this goes through each, I got the email, it goes through each city, it goes through uh, Seattle, Denver, Pittsburgh, Austin, St. Louis, Baltimore, and all the layoffs, they've laid off all these on-air people, all these veterans, Going with syndication, I believe it was what city whacked the whole on-air staff, and they're going with syndication. Kelly, uh, uh, I'm not. You got is that confirmed? We have that confirmed. That uh, I, I think rumor there in the comment. That's right. Uh, that, I don't know. We'll have it tomorrow. We'll have it tomorrow. How's that? I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say uh, something that's wrong. And then, <laughs> you know what? I, I am honest. And I talked to Minahan about this last night. We will certainly revel in it when the company gets delisted and our former uh, CEO gets, uh, loses millions. But, you know, he's, he's a good friend of Mutt's. I like Mutt. I like, you know, uh, Lou and Christian are great guys. We genuinely have uh, friends, not just saying it, just friends over there, but they know it's hopeless. You know, they know, Future, so the problem. There we go. There we go. Any more from uh, from uh, the WWE or the WCW? Uh, well, you know, while I was uh, taking a break there to do a little research, um, but I'm not going to read the names. We'll wait till 
today. Tomorrow, we'll have them if they indeed blow out half the staff and go with syndication. That's what they're going to do. My guess, blow out the midday show, go with a syndicated show, save whatever. Small potatoes, but they got to cut back in every way possible and try to save the company. It ain't good, but uh, we'll let you know. Are they doing that nationwide or just locally? I just read them. Was my mic not working? Working not was my mic not working? I just read you like ten cities. I was I was looking up uh, other. Oh, I was looking yeah, up names. They've already they've already whacked in you know, a Denver. Jesus. Uh, Seattle fired the morning show in Seattle. Pittsburgh uh, fired their morning hosts. Uh, Austin uh, fired uh, this the sales staff, PR staff. Uh, St. Louis. Some big names on it. Jerry Coleman in Baltimore. I mean, they're just whacking people left and right, trying to uh, fend off delisting from uh, the New York Stock Exchange. But I don't think it's going to work. It's just a just a woefully mismanaged company, and it's not necessarily all the, all the honor people's fault. But they're going to pay the price, and we're getting all kinds of speculation on the comment line. But uh, we'll wait on that. We'll uh, we'll leave it there for today. Uh, anything else? I, oh, shoot. We got to finish with this video because it's hilarious. Even though you suck for not getting me under an hour. That was my goal. I want to be under. I want to be 57 minutes. We can always do uh, this, these videos tomorrow. Uh, no, let's do this. This will be old, but this is hilarious. Unfortunately, it's mostly a uh, 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 video. Not It's not as funny audio, but I can give you a quick description. Go ahead and play it. This is Joe Biden signing this ridiculous inflation reduction act, which is got, which is going to uh, rise, uh, uh, create more inflation. And it's a boondoggle to his friends. It's a, you know, to the green new deal, special interests. It's a complete joke, doubling the size of the IRS, auditing working class people, raising taxes on everybody. A, a disastrous bill, disastrous. And, he signs it with music playing, the, the, the music and great fanfare. There's a guy who had COVID like 17 times. He takes in the ceremony, and Greg Price on Twitter has the whole rundown, takes the mask off, coughs into his hand, puts the mask back on, shakes everybody's hand who takes the mask off, shakes everybody's hand after coughing into that hand, and then hands Joe Manchin a COVID-infected pen. Look at Joe Manchin. looks like, what do you want? You go to, Joe Manchin is such a scoundrel, such a snake. Look at this Biden's face, though. That's scary. Oh, look at him. He, that I'm seeing that face. I've seen that face in the chronic ward, in the memory ward of a nursing home. Trust me, that is the face of a dementia patient. But Joe Manchin just absolutely shanked his whole state in the back. I don't know what he gets out of this, but it's the end of his political career. He only won by like two or three points last time. He must have some big fat job waiting for him with some green new deal company. Cause this is just the biggest act of betrayal I've seen since Lynch Liz Cheney, but all right, we'll wrap it up. Any, uh, I can't, I can't read any more comments. Um, we'll, we'll have, we'll have an update, full update for you tomorrow, but we'll leave it there for today. Thank you to everybody for listening, watching, commenting. Thanks. Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan show and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me
Like the show, leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. In these tough economic times, rely on 1AAuto.com. Save money and empower yourself. In good times and bad, get great prices. Watch 1A Auto's massive library of free how-to videos. Fix it yourself easy and fast with 1AAuto.com.